Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by fanjunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. find out who well I have to say what are the best sports movies ever made and the polls are officially closed and the winners are in welcome to another episode of Fan Junkies Radio I am your host Jonathan Raggis alongside me as always Mike McShane Mike what's going on pal exciting day today huh I'm excited this is cool stuff we've had tremendous response on this yeah I am so pleased honestly I, I didn't expect the kind of overwhelming response that we've gotten in the past couple of days, Jonathan. It's uh it's really, really been terrific. Wonderful, wonderful support from all the listeners and our readers as well. Absolutely, absolutely. We have to thank everybody for voting in our polls over at FradhouseSports.net. The winners are in. The envelopes are sealed. Yes. We will rip them open and we will announce them continuously throughout the show today, starting with the other and boxing category first. But right. before we do that, Mike... I think the only people that know the responses are what? The folks over at Price Waterhouse, right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Not even the girls presenting the envelopes no, to us. No, they have no idea. They have no idea. I got to tell you, just to, uh, you know, before we get into the hat-trick fix, I know that's where we're going, but the um, some of these results, uh, Jonathan, incredibly, incredibly close. Yeah, absolutely Surprise, close. Some of them surprisingly close. Some of them were even a winner or two were, were was was real surprising to me, or even the runners up. Uh, so uh, we'll definitely get into the winner and the runner up as well. And uh, yeah, we'll do that continuously through the show. But first, let's get to our hat trick picks right now, Mike. Three and three, we're still tied. Let's roll right into it because we have a lot to talk about today, and got to get to these winners, man. I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic about it. Um, which team will win tonight between the Buffalo Sabers and the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, hold on there, dude. Oh, wait, no, 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 I got the wrong one, sorry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? I click the link and it always goes back to a prior day. So, first all right, first question, now this is the real first question. Yes, there we go. Will Pascal Dupuis score at least one goal for the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight against my New York Rangers, Mike? Well, in light of the fact that I think he only has like 18 in 38 games, I'm saying no. I'm going no as well. Which team will win tonight between the St. Louis Blues and the Columbus Blue Rangers? <laughs> the Blue Rangers, okay. Uh, listen, St. Louis is fighting to get into the playoffs. I think right now they're on the outside looking in, just barely, just barely. Uh, this is a home game for St. Louis, and I'm going to go with St. Louis. Sounds good. Same here. Uh, which team will win tonight between the San Jose Sharks and the Calgary Flames, Mike? Yeah, San Jose all the way. San Jose all the way as well. So we got the same team. So we're either going to win together, Mike, and be tied 4-4, or we're going to stay at 3-3. Three and three. You got it. That mediocrity reigns supreme. Yep. So we shall see what happens. Uh, real quick, I want to uh, throw out here. We have uh, John Leary from Sports Blogger Radio over here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network. Wanted me to uh, throw out a shout-out here uh, for the Old Daily uh, charity. Uh, so it's at GoFundMe.com slash 2HYDQS. Get over there and help out Peter. His friend is battling cancer for over seven years now, and they're trying to help his friend Peter and his friends out, uh, his family out. It's a great cause, so get over there and uh, help uh, Peter Daly and his family out. John ought, to, John ought to call in and explain this. I'm, I'm, I've seen his, I've seen his uh, post up there on, on uh, Facebook, and I, I, I wasn't quite sure. I, I'm assuming this is someone from uh, up in the Boston region is my suspicion. I'm not sure what the uh, what the whole thing is on it. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, too, but we'll definitely talk to 
uh, jump yeah. at it and find out a little bit more. Hey, John, give us a holler, and you can you can plug that when you're on your own there for a couple of seconds and let us know what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Mike. Today in sports. Today in sports goes back to 1984. So uh, this one you will remember, and it is NBA related. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Los Angeles Lakers. Well, he became the all-time NBA regular season scoring leader when he broke Wilt Chamberlain's record of 31,419 career points. Beautiful. Absolutely. You know, that's one. You know, I I remember, of course, actually following uh, Jabbar's uh, career. Yes. Um, And you you knew he was great, you know. And and, and when, when I look back on it now and I think, well, you know, you got to put him up there as one of the best, you know, all-time basketball players. But this is one that gets by you. You don't realize that he broke that record. No. You know, you know that you know that he was great. But you know, I think there's something inside of us all that that you know we kind of always elevate Wilt Chamberlain to that like this up this other status. Yeah. That nobody could touch him. But um. No, you know, it was, it was it was it was definitely a different time, though. Uh, it was absolutely. There you know, if they recorded uh, certain other stats as well, I think uh, you know, Wilt Chamberlain's record, uh, you know, stats would have, you know spoke for themselves without even having to go into that kind of a thing. Uh, right. You know, to me, it was uh, two different things. You know, Wilt was the dominant guy in his era, and uh, you know, Kareem took over there for the Lakers in the uh, '70s and into the '80s, and uh, you know, fi- you know what, you know, one of the best, Mike. Absolutely. One of the best all-time NBA players, no doubt about it. His uh, birthday's uh, in a couple of weeks as well. So he broke that record uh, right before his birthday. He's going to be 66, I believe. And uh, he's also right now competing on the uh, diving TV show Splash on ABC. Uh, yes, I saw uh, I saw that the other week. And, and he's doing uh, damn good for a 7'2", 66-year-old guy. Well, I'm glad to hear it because a, uh, a couple of his early dives really, really did not look very good. Hey, listen, man. When you're 7'2", man, I, I, I want to see any 7'2 guy. That could go anywhere near close to what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is doing right now, especially at 66 years old, Mike. Oh, uh, that's funny. God bless him. One of my all-time favorites, man. Oh, Kareem. Great guy. Great, great man. All right, Mike, guess what? I think it's time to find out who won in the other group. Other, yes. Now, these are the sports that didn't fit into our categories of baseball, football, ice hockey, uh, what am I missing? Basketball or uh, boxing? Yes. So these would be all the others, and uh, we had uh, r- really a diverse group in there. Absolutely. The candidates were the Cannonball Run, Cool Runnings, The Cutting Edge, The Karate Kid, Lords of Dogtown, Oxford Blues, Pumping Iron, Tin Cup, and The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the winner? I am ready for the winner. Karate Kid. That's incredible. That the is Karate incredible. Kid won. It was close. It was close. The runner-up was, was Cool Runnings. It was tied when I went to bed last night. And, uh, when I went to bed last night. When I went to bed very early this morning, it was tied. Uh, and uh, wow. Uh, the other category had to be the closest that we've seen from the standpoint of results. Absolutely. Well, got, uh, if you look at the candidates... I mean, there was a lot of good movies in there. Oh, know? there's a lot of diversification. And we could have put a hell of a lot more, Mike. There, there's a lot of diversification in there. Yeah. Uh, but when we take a look at this, uh, Karate Kid wins by one vote. Cool Runnings comes in there at number two. And then Tin Cup is separated by one vote. So the top three were all separated by one vote. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And, and, and I have to make the mentions, the wrestler and Cannonball Run, one or two, were right behind them. Right behind them. So that was a very, very good category. Thanks to everybody for voting on the other category. The Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita is our winner of the other category. And I'm writing these down because we're going to let our audience know what we plan on doing with these when we're all finished announcing. And the great thing is, is next week I will be hanging out with Johnny Lawrence from the movie. 80s villain, William Zapka, and I am going to make sure he knows about this, and I am going to actually try to get him on the show. Oh, that would be very, very cool. Yes. Yeah. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Wow. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. Definitely be talking to him about that and see if we can get him on the show. It's going to be fun. Yep. Love William Zapka. Great guy. All right, Mike. Now I think it's time to get to our 
boxing category. Yes, it is. And in our boxing category, we had Ollie with Will Smith, The Champ, Gentleman Jim, Raging Bull, Requiem for a Heavyweight, and in two separate categories, uh, excuse me, two separate selections, we had Rocky 1 and 2 together and Rocky 3 and 4 together. Right. Are you ready for the winner? Um... Rocky one and two. Overwhelming. 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 Running up behind Rocky one and two was Raging Bull. Right behind Raging Bull, though, was Rockies three and four. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Uh, not a surprise. No, it's not. It's not. Listen, we, we, we've had some very, very good boxing movies. We could have went into a hell of a lot more, Mike, because there are a lot of boxing movies out there. Yes, there are. But these were the best of the best. Absolutely. In the boxing category. So Rocky 1 and 2, uh, probably the most memorable movie ever made, Mike, when it comes to a sports movie. Well, you know, that's an interesting question, though, Jonathan, because that's what we're ultimately going to be getting to during the course of this week. Absolutely. Because we're going to take all six of the movies that we're going to announce today, which come from all these different categories, Yes. and we're going to put another poll out there for our listeners and our readers and our viewers to vote on. And then at that point, what they're actually going to be voting on is what they feel is the very best sports movie ever made. Yep. Now, I could sit here and argue with you, uh, as as I'm apt to do, uh, that oh, while Rocky... Do. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> Why not? Absolutely. While Rocky 1 and 2 um, were incredibly memorable, no doubt about that, uh, I don't know if I would necessarily make them the best. Because, again, um, just because something's memorable does not necessarily mean it's, the you know, best. right. Exactly. I, I think there was a lot of campiness in Rocky 1 and 2. I know that people are going to slam me on it because, of course, we have a tendency to romanticize it. But uh, that's just kind of where I come from on it. Rocky 1, great movie. I take nothing away from it. Look, I'm a Philadelphian, and uh, we here in Philadelphia have adopted this guy and this character, let's put it that way, um, as one of our own. But I don't know. The best movie? Really the best sports movie? Hmm. All right. Well, that's what we're going to find out next week, which is cool. Yeah. It's nice, man. You guys actually adopted a fictional character. <laughs> you, well, see? All right. You're going right to my point. See that? <laughs> <laughs> but that's talking about Philadelphia by itself. <laughs> you uh, right point. That's outstanding. Very good. Touche. Yeah. John's in the chat room wants to know my, my thoughts on the final movie, Rocky Balboa. I liked it. I, I, I thought it was good. Well, listen, I, and with all due respect, uh, and I and I'll, I'll let me throw this one out to John as well. The uh, Balboa I thought was actually better, in my opinion, than some of the later Rocky films. Oh, absolutely, it was no doubt of no, definitely better than five. My God, yes. But other than that, I don't think it was better. Could be maybe a little bit better than three, but uh, not better than one, two, or four. So not one or two, no. But uh, but you know, after two, I kind of lost it. Yeah. I mean, look. I went and I saw them, you know, when they first you know came what, out. You know what, it hit, it hit that commercial mainstream right after one, you know. Two was a little bit more of a higher budget movie. As soon as you got to three, that's all Mr. T's in it, you know what I mean? Uh, it was, you know, I, I, I just, I, I went and I saw them all, but it, none of them compared to the first one. Um, but I thought Balboa was actually a, a very good film. Yep. I, I, I enjoyed it. They, they could have ruined it, and they didn't, thankfully. So Yeah, that's true. Good point. All right, man. Uh, before we get to the hockey and basketball categories, let's talk a little NBA real quick here. Um, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban the other day came out and saying, uh, we, you know, possibly one of the later picks in the later rounds in the NBA draft, that he would be willing to give Baylor women's star Brittany Griner the opportunity to prove that she can play in the NBA with the uh, males, Mike. Yes. Um, something we thought was cool. I love it. Uh, you know, awesome of Mark Cuban to even think about this because I doubt anybody has thought about this. Um, is it good for the team? Absolutely. PR is always good PR. But he legitimately wants to give Brittany Griner a chance to prove that she could possibly play in the NBA. Eventually, we're going to see a woman in the NBA. Do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not the only one. A couple of NBA players came out to say it themselves, Mike. Uh, um, you know, these players, as you look at Brittany Griner, they are not your uh, run-of-the-mill female basketball players from years ago anymore, Mike. Mm -hmm. 
you know they're you know they're they're more athletic they're more in shape uh they jump higher they shoot from further out they run faster um listen you, you know nobody thought a uh, 5 foot 3 player was going to ever play in the NBA and then boom you got guys like Muggsy Bogues and uh, Earl Boykins in the NBA you know yeah, yeah. nobody ever thought anything like that honestly look at Manute Bowl you know do you think a Manute Bowl you know God rest his soul could even be anywhere near the NBA today with the speed you know right you know a 7 foot 8 guy who could barely move no you never thought about that so could a 6 foot 8 Brittany Griner make the NBA Mike what do you think well, I, 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 okay. There's a couple of places I'm going to go with this, and it's going to sound. It might sound a little bit uh, like I'm like I'm dissing it. I don't diss this at all. This Michael, you be. No, no, no. I, Jonathan, you and I have talked about this. I don't diss this at all. I think that it's a fabulous story. Uh, I love what uh, Mark Cuban is is uh, putting forth. However, I think you're going a bit over the top, Jonathan, with your accolades towards. Women uh, and female basketball players as they are right now. I think this is more about Brittany Griner. I think she is a special, unique talent. I don't know if you can throw all of uh, or, or even the majority of female basketball players that I have seen in the NCAA in her category. I, I don't think that's possible. Now, do I think that we might... Do I think that we might see a female in the NBA? Yes, I think we might. I wouldn't be so quick as to say that it's a certain. No, I'm not saying it's 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 a certain for Brittany Griner. Eventually, no, I'm not saying it's a certain for any of them. A player in the NBA. I'm not saying it's a certain for Brittany Griner. I'm not saying it's a certain for any of them. We'll see it. Well, we'll see it. I I, 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 I think let's go to uh, Shane Battier, who came out. And said it himself. He goes, "There, there's no doubt in our lifetime that there will be an, a woman in a, a woman NBA player. No doubt about it. I don't know if it's Griner or if it's someone who is five years old right now, but we'll see it. It'll happen in our lifetime. Just the law of averages. Can't knock Shane Batty. Shane Batty is one of the most intelligent NBA players. Well, if that's the case, then you're going to open up the door for women in every single." professional sport that men compete in. You're talking about the NFL. You're talking about the NHL. You're talking about Major League Baseball. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And and honestly, if if, if there is a girl out there that could, let's say, come into the NHL and be a phenomenal player and take these guys on and, you know, really hold their own, why not? I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. Uh, I'm just saying that I think – I don't think it's as I don't think it's as, as uh, short term likely as perhaps maybe you and Shane Battier might 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 indicate. Well, well, he's saying that he believes that it will be a quick, athletic female guard, not a tall player like Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. well, interesting. Uh, you know, of course, Cuban is being slammed uh, for the fact that uh, you know a lot of people are indicating this is nothing more than just a typical Mark Cuban uh, stunt. This is his way, you know, as he is so good at doing, you know, the whole marketing aspect of him, uh, that this is just his way of trying to get a little more attention, uh, a little more pub, a little more press. Um, I don't know. Uh, what's your thinking on that one, Jonathan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's no doubt about it. Well, I wait, just, a minute, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Absolutely. If it's an absolutely, then of course it's publicity. What you're saying, what you're saying is that of course it's publicity. But he's giving her a legit chance. If she's going to get drafted, she's going to come in and try to make the Dallas Mavericks. If she plays lights out and plays better than the picks that the Mavericks had before her, that's ultimately going to be up to Mark Cuban to say, okay, well, I gave her the chance. I put my mouth, you know, you know, I put, you know, I open my mouth. Now it's time to put my money where, where my mouth is. Will she get the final spot on the Dallas Mavericks bench? You know, I, there's no doubt about it that it's publicity and PR. There is absolutely no doubt about it. But he honestly believes that if he takes a chance on her and she plays and wins one of the spots, there could be an opportunity for her to be the first NBA player. Well, you know, I'd love to get inside his head and figure out exactly if that's what he's doing. Because I'm going to tell you right now, he's no, going to put it. Let's see first if he actually uses a pick to pick Brittany Griner. That's the difference, though. Will he actually use one of his picks to pick Brittany Griner, or will guys he want 
go way before, and he's going to have no choice but to take somebody else to okay. fill that spot. You know what I mean? Now, let's say for – I mean, let's say this is nothing more than a publicity stunt on yeah. the part of Mark Cuban. Yeah. That would have to be one of the stupidest things in the world to go and just use one of your NBA draft picks. Absolutely. No doubt about it. No, no doubt but, about it. Yeah. Here's my question. Would he be above would he not be above doing that? In I other know, words, Mark Cuban is a guy, man, that he you know what he oh he's always outside the box. I know, that's my point. You know, Why he's he do this just simply to get the publicity for it. I don't know. You know, his his <clears throat> one of his last comments we're talking about is saying she's still going to have to make the team if we select her. I'm not going to carry her just to carry her. I don't think anyways, but I certainly wouldn't be opposed to giving her the opportunity. He also acknowledged that if anything she could play for the NBA D Las Vegas Summer League. Okay. And uh, you know, it, it, and of course that if she did play for the Summer League in the NBA that you know, they asked him would it have tremendous marketing potential and he goes it would, wouldn't it? See how she could do it, and see what would happen. He goes, that would absolutely, absolutely sell out some summer league games. Okay, but consider now. Let's say for a moment again. Let's play devil's advocate. They go and they pick Brittany Griner with one of their draft picks. Yes, Jonathan, you got to know that all the eyes of the media, the sports media, are going to be on this. And if in fact she were not to make the team, I'm going to tell you all hell would break loose. Oh, it would almost be. It would almost be as if. If she were to be picked, it would almost be assumed. I'm telling you right now, it would be assumed that she would have to make the team. Well, listen, it's going to go, you know, it could go a couple of ways. Either Brittany Griner, you know, will play in the summer league and show that she could actually play against some of the males that were drafted. That doesn't mean she could play against the males of the NBA, though. That's going to be something else to look at on the other side of the ball. Number two is she could possibly get embarrassed at the summer league and it could set women in men's sports back backwards more yeah exactly more years or number three she could have a mediocre summer and maybe there's an opportunity for her to play in the development league and to see how women can play against males in the sport before going into the nba but playing in that nba da league right right you know why not i mean really what's you know what's going on in the nba development league there ain't nothing going on you know, so that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, if if nothing else, it would be good marketing for the D leagues. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, real quick though, um, Connecticut women's basketball head coach Gio Oriami weighed in on Cuban's, uh, you know, whole thing about drafting Brittany Griner, and I'm going to read this out right now, quick. We only got a few more minutes left on this, Mike. So you know, I definitely want your opinion on this. Um, he goes, obviously, Mark Cuban is a genius. He's been able to parlay a lot of great ideas in the billion-dollar industries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's done a lot in the NBA, won a championship, and all that good stuff. Um, his genius would take a huge hit if he drafted Brittany Griner. And if Brittany Griner tries to make it onto an NBA team, I think it would be a PR thing, and I think it would be a sham. The fact that a woman could actually play right now in the NBA and compete successfully against the level of play that they have is absolutely ludicrous. Ludicrous. Right. That's some strong words. Uh, it is. And um, but, uh, what's my reaction? Well, here's my reaction. My reaction to his comment, I suppose, is the same as my reaction to your comment, Jonathan, that uh, there are much, there are many more than Brittany Griner that could compete. Yeah. Uh, I think he's making a blanket statement with regard to female athletes in the game of basketball. Brittany Griner, I think, is a unique as I just as I said before, a unique talent who I think maybe I'm not saying she's good. I'm not saying it's an absolute. I think that I, she may be able to hold her own against professionals in the NBA. Yeah, you would not know until you actually try it and see no. whether it could happen. Absolutely. But for him to make a blanket statement and say that uh, it would be impossible across the board, I think it's that that comment is ludicrous. Yeah, absolutely. Mark Cuban came back out and told him, uh, you know, uh, he has to evaluate every draft eligible player on the planet. If they didn't do it, he wouldn't be doing their job. And as you told the media yesterday, she would have to excel in workouts to get drafted. I have no problem giving her that opportunity. I hope she gives it a shot. Nothing harms an organization or company more than a closed mind. So. Well, 
you know, all valid points. Absolutely. You know, we, we – But then again, how many shots has Mark Cuban have taken, and look where he is now today. You know well, what I mean? You know, look, he's taken a lot of outside-the-box shots in everything that he's done in business and even in the NBA, though. And, of course, trying to get into Major League Baseball and all this other stuff. He goes outside the box on lots of different things. And, honestly, if you look at his track record, his track record is pretty good at not being burned. So, well, well I, could I, this be a big burn is the question. So. I, I hear you. Uh, again, no. I, I mean, I understand people's apprehension uh, because of the well, fact of that – Of course. I mean, it's a male sport. Of course well, there's no, going to be – No, I'm talking about the apprehension that people have about whether what, what Cuban's real motives are here. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's where I'm going with the apprehension. We'll find out. I mean, are his motives truly pure that this is what he thinks is the right thing to do, or is this just another uh, attempt on Cuban's part to 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 gather up uh, you know a, a lot of publicity and 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 uh, you know public relations for whatever his uh, whatever his interest might be? That's yep. where I'm going with the apprehension. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Good thing is that Brittany Grimer's tweeted Mark Cuban and said, do it, I can hold my own. Well, so. God bless her. I think it's great. Uh, you know, I, I would certainly hope that, again, like I said, I just, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to see her get embarrassed. Uh, I, I, I think that if, in fact, she were to get drafted, I think the pressure is absolutely going to be on uh, the, the, the decision makers there at the Mavericks to make sure that it happens. That's absolutely. the other thing. Yeah. And see, when, once we start putting that kind of pressure on people, then you're not getting a realistic assessment. Yeah. And that's where I'm going with it. Absolutely. All right, real quick, uh Danilo Gallinari of the Denver Nuggets uh going you know, Denver definitely making a playoff suffered a real serious knee injury last night. Um no word yet on the extent of his injury, but it did not look good. He could be out for a good amount of time including the playoffs. Looking in now to the playoff standings, um right away you would have the Lakers playing San Antonio, Houston playing Oklahoma City, Golden State playing Denver, them without Gallinari is a big, big boost for Golden State. Yep. Clippers playing Memphis. Out in the East, Miami versus Milwaukee, Mike. Right. Boston, New York, Indiana, Atlanta, Chicago, Brooklyn. Those are the standings right now if the NBA would end today and the playoffs would start. You've got some really, really fascinating matchups there, uh, Jonathan. And, I, you know, the first one that jumps out to me. Uh, New York, Boston. Wow, that could be that could really be a great, great uh, series. Yeah, New York's had Boston's number this year, so yep. uh, could help play that. out. They've been playing some real good basketball uh, over the last point. They have a ten game winning streak right now, Mike. The Knicks. That could be a really. I I I know. Uh, I was Not, nothing better than going near the playoffs with a huge win streak. Yeah, I was mentioning nothing that better. last night on on our five minutes at the Proud House program. Uh, I, and I was actually singing uh, the, the Knicks' praises for the fact that they do currently have a 10-game 10, 10 uh, winning streak. Um, let's go back to the Denver thing for just a moment, uh, Jonathan. Sure. Uh, Denver, Golden State, without uh, w- with that loss uh, that you just mentioned there, uh, and I'm sorry, did you mention how long how long he might be out? Uh, Gallinari, no, there's no word yet on the extent of his injury. So, ah. but he was—he did have to be helped off the court. He could not put any weight at all on his knee. All right, let's assume uh, worst-case scenario that he does not—he he cannot return until next season. Uh, that Denver, hurts big time. I beg your pardon. That hurts big time. Golden State will take that series. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's absolutely. where I was going. That's where I was going. Absolutely. No doubt about it. So we'll get more into the NBA sometime next week when we have a better look at uh, what the uh, playoff brackets are going to be looking like. Yep. All right, Mike. I think it's time to uh, get to our hockey and basketball movies. What do you think? I agree. You agree? I agree. I agree as well. Let's look at our hockey movies first. I'm happy about this one. No, I'm not happy. Well, happy about the winner, but I'm also happy about the selection here. Nominees were Goon, The Mighty Ducks, Miracle, Mr. Alaska, Slapshot, and Youngblood. Now, of course, there were more hockey movies we could have put on here, but these were picked by a lot of people to be on this, and these are some of the better hockey movies. Ready for the winner, Mike? Uh, Let me check. Yeah, go ahead. What are you guys doing? Putting on the foil every game. Yeah, you want some? 
No. Slap shot is the winner. I'm not surprised. This not surprised at all. Yeah, this uh, you know, uh, it was close there for a while between Slapshot and Miracle. Yes, it was. Uh, you know, those two I, 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 on that list, uh, I thought it was actually going to be, in the end, it wasn't as competitive as I thought it was going to be. Uh, Slapshot just came out pretty pretty much well ahead of it. Yeah, um, yeah the uh, ten, uh, 10 votes over Miracle. Yep, yep. Um, but uh, uh, not surprised, not surprised. Uh, it was not my choice. Uh, I, as, as I pointed out in last Friday's program, uh, I, I did not choose Slapshot. Uh, I, I, I think it's more of a more of a comedy than it is a sports film. Um, but uh, th- there it is. I, I think what gives it so much of its mystique is it's probably, as you point out, Jonathan, with Rocky, it's memorable. Um, and it was probably one of the first of the modern era sports films. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, Paul Newman. Can't, yep. you, you can never go wrong with Paul Newman in a movie, Mike, and uh, it showed in Slapshot. Uh, you know, funny movie, hilarious movie. It showed a different side of, uh, you know, uh, what hockey could have been in uh, independent leagues. Uh, Hanson Brothers, I, I think every hockey fan in the world knows who the Hanson Brothers are because of this movie. Right. I know every hockey fan in the world probably has said before, hey, get out there and go put the foil on. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a great movie, and uh, you know what? If I could swear on, uh, you know, uh, the radio right now, Mike, I'd ask you, uh, you know, why you brought your effing toys with you. <laughs> but I'm happy. Slapshot, one of my favorite movies. But every movie on this list was great. Miracle is the runner-up. Phenomenal movie. Uh, following Miracle was Mighty Ducks, and uh, another phenomenal hockey movie. And following Mighty Ducks was a two-way tie between Goon and Mystery Alaska. Yes. Two phenomenal movies. Very uh, uh, I, uh, interesting comments that I got all week long from different people uh, who were participating. Some I knew, some I didn't know. Um, uh, and it was interesting what I saw. The folks that really, really liked Mystery Alaska, uh, Jonathan, yeah. were not, were not hockey fans. That's one thing I found about it, which was interesting. I think it. I think Mr. Alaska, and that's one of my favorite movies, my sports movie or not. And it's all based on hockey. You know, right. the, the entire movie is based on hockey. It's based on pond hockey in Alaska. Right. Um, you know, and then at the end of the movie, the New York Rangers come to town, fly in. It was set up to for for them to play this, uh, you know, pond hockey team out in Mr. Alaska. And uh, it, it, this turned a lot of people onto hockey, Mike, when this came out in the 90s, this movie. It was a great, great movie. So, real funny movie, too, as well. Well, like, like I said, that, that's just an observation that I found. That okay. the folks that folks that got in touch with me who were talking about some of these films, and I, like I said, some, people, some of the folks that got in touch with me, some I personally knew, some I did not personally know, uh, when they brought this one up, and those that I found liked you know, who indicated that they really, really liked Mystery Alaska. When I queried them, they themselves were not personally hockey fans. Yeah. Well, it was it was a good movie based on acting. You know, there was a storyline behind it, but it was based around hockey. So right, right. it really was a good movie, Mike. You got to check it out if you've uh, you know if you don't re- you know really re- remember it too good. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball time, basketball movies, and the uh, nominees for basketball were Above the Rim, Blue Chips, Coach Carter, Eddie. The documentary Hoop Dreams and Hoosiers. Yep. Ready for the winner, Mike? Absolutely. Hoosiers. Going away. <laughs> big time Hoosiers. Hoosiers uh, won this by a landslide. Yep. Mike, uh, by a big, big landslide. Um uh, with 60% of the votes. Yes. <laughs> um, following up, uh, runner-up for them was Coach Carter. Right. Followed by Blue Chips. Followed by Above the Rim, which was tied with Hoop Dreams. Eddie, though, did not get a vote. Not one single vote. I'm actually very, very shocked. It's kind of disappointed that Hoop Dreams didn't get more votes than it did. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was, you know, it was a documentary. And it was a premiere documentary. I mean, it was all based on basketball for what right. it was in the early 90s, coming out of the 80s. 
uh, you know, focused around uh, William Gates and Arthur Agee. Right. Uh, two recruits out of Chicago. And uh, it, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal documentary. Very shocked that they didn't get a lot, but not shocked at all that Hoosiers won. Particularly, I picked Hoop Dreams, but I knew Hoosiers was going to win. I didn't think it was going to win by how much it won by, but it won big. Yeah, this one didn't surprise me in the least. Uh, and, in fact, I did vote for Hoosiers. Uh, I think the issue with um, – uh, I'm sorry, was it Hoop uh, uh, the documentary? What, what's the name of it again? Uh, Hoop Dreams. Yeah, I think the issue there, Jonathan, was that uh, I don't think it has quite the um, – I was going to say following, but I don't mean following. Recognition. That's the word I want. I don't think people know the, know the film. Believe it or not, in the basketball circle – Hoop dream, like honestly, if we would have got together a group of diehard basketball fans and people within and around the business, I could have seen Hoop Dreams taking this. I mean, it's 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 a very recognizable documentary, and uh, I, I mean, it, it was it, back then. I mean, it won a, it won a lot of awards, and it was. Oh, I, I hear you. I I remember. Yeah, and and I've seen the documentary. But it's easy to. Vote for movies like Above the Rim and Coach Carter and Hoosiers because these are the movies that are almost on everyday American TV. You know? Well, uh, mainstream. Nobody wants to sit there and watch a five-hour documentary anymore, Mike. Yeah, mainstream is, is what you're going for, and I, and I, I think that's, I, I think that in some respects that's kind of where I'm going with it as well. You know, it doesn't have that kind of mainstream appeal. No. Well, like I said, nobody wants to sit there and watch that five-hour documentary no more, unfortunately. So. Right. But if you are a fan of basketball and you haven't seen Hoop Dreams, seriously, sit down and watch Hoop Dreams. It's a phenomenal documentary. Um, yeah, so right now we got Hoosiers joining Slapshot, Rocky, and the Karate Kid. Um, and they will be facing off against each other with our final two winners in the football and baseball categories in just a little bit, Mike. Yep. Yep. Looking good. Looking good. So I will have uh, – yeah, yeah I, I will be putting together uh, the last poll. And we will be asking everyone to vote on what they believe is the best of these six as the best sports movie ever made. And uh, we'll put that poll up on Frat House Sports again, as we did this past week. And uh, hopefully I can get that up maybe a little bit later today. If not later today, it'll certainly be up there by uh, first thing tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll definitely look into that. All right, man. But before we get to our final two categories, let's talk a little bit NHL. Let's go and look at some of these trades that were made, Mike. Um, it all started particularly early, though. March 28th, Penguins acquiring Jerome McGinley from the Flames. Right. That set off a spiral of other moves being made, big moves being made, with uh, Jay Bomeister leaving Calgary as well, going to the St. Louis Blues. And then we had the Boston Bruins. Uh, acquiring Yarmie Yager from the Dallas Stars right. uh, just a day before the trade deadline, Mike. And also that night, Rangers acquiring uh, the very wanted Ryan Klo from San Jose for three draft picks. Um, we followed the trade deadline over at Ranger Nation, uh, as we always do, very, very, very slow, Mike. It was a very slow trade deadline. It certainly was. Until we got around to 315. And then that's when moves started happening. And one of the biggest moves of the day, one of the most shocking moves of the day, Mike, was the Rangers trading superstar goal scorer Marion Gabryk. Mm -hmm. Marion Gabryk, Stephen Delisle, and Blake Partlett going over to the Columbus Blue Jackets for fan favorite Derek Dorsett, defenseman John Moore, and then a player I was very happy about, Derek Brassard, and a six-round draft pick coming back. And we've seen how that played out in the first game against Pittsburgh uh, just uh, two nights ago. Well, I was just about to say, I mean, they uh, certainly had immediate impact, huh? Yeah, oh, absolutely. We had uh, Klo with two goals, all power play goals, Derek Brassard with a goal, three assists, John Moore with a goal. And, of course, unfortunately, Derek Dorsett hasn't played yet with a broken collarbone but could be back within the next two weeks. But they made a move. They made a big move. And uh, they had to. And they're bringing in a lot of gritty, tough, young players, but at the same time getting rid of Marion Gabrick's $7.5 million cap hit for next season. At the same time, guys like Ryan McDonough, Derek Stepan, and Carl Hagelin need to be re-signed. So not only do you get these young, gritty guys who are you know perfect fits for this team, you open up that space to sign your young power players that you need in the future. Okay, so uh, let me let, let me let, let me throw a couple of questions at you. Number one, 
you're looking at this as a as trades for the future. This is not a situation where we're looking at this being a, a one and done. Let's uh, get through the playoffs. Uh, let's cement our position in the playoffs. Uh, you're looking at this as these were actual moves with the forethought towards the future. Oh yeah, these were moves to help now and in the future, Mike. Mm-hmm. Because the players that were brought in, as if you saw against the Pittsburgh Penguins the other night, these guys can play hockey. And the players that were brought in are John Tortorella-type players. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan Clough did not score all year long, needed a change of series. What did he do? He had a phenomenal, phenomenal game, scoring two goals right away. Derek Brassard, another guy whose you know, hands were kind of tied in Columbus, comes back, or excuse me, comes to the New York Rangers, and guess what? His hands weren't tied here. He was making some nifty behind-the-back passes for, for a couple of assists, and he looked damn good, you know. Faster type player. They needed to move Marion Gabrick. I know a lot of Ranger fans are not happy about it, but they needed to move him. He was not happy here, and this season he did not want to be here. Was that because of John Tortorella? Who knows? But what we saw Marion Gabrick last night in Columbus with his first goal, him actually getting in front of the net and charging the net, we did not see that here in New York all season long. He needed to go. He waved his no trade clause to go. He did not want to be here no more. It was a good win win trade, Mike. For both teams, and you don't see that often in sports. Um, well, you're addressing you're addressing the second question I was going to throw at you, and that was that I heard from some Ranger fans that were a little bit perturbed that uh, Gabrick was. Oh, uh, I, I I loved it, Mike, and 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 I and I knew the reason why they were doing it. We spoke about it on Ranger Nation. A lot of play, you know, a lot of people were, oh, they suck. They're going to lose tonight. They're going to get killed. Well, guess what? They won six one against the Penguins. You know. No matter what, I mean, it could have been just that one game. We see how they play against the Penguins tonight, but these are the guys that the Rangers need. These are the guys that the Rangers lost and have, that they lacked this season, and these are the kinds of guys that the fans were outraged about when the Rangers lost guys like Brandon Prust and Brandon Dubinsky in the offseason in deals and in free agent moves. They finally get them back. They have to get rid of somebody to get somebody in. So would you have one 40-goal scorer? Would you have 30 guys come in? Uh, excuse me, three guys come in, four guys, should I say, come in that are going to combine for anywhere between 60 to 70 points and at a cheaper price. So it was a move that needed to be made, and like I said, it was a win-win situation for both teams, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, your Flyers acquiring goalie Steve Mason from the Blue Jackets for uh, Michael Lighton in a third-round pick. Uh, not sure where to go with that. Uh, Jonathan, I've heard uh, mixed reviews on it. I've heard some people think it's a terrific move. I've heard others who have indicated that, uh, well, uh, you just basically traded, to, you know, you're, you're getting the same thing back that you just moved away. So, Well, I, I, well like I told him, you know, uh, now f- uh, Flyers have uh, two head cases to deal with. <laughs> but does now this mean Ilya Brizgalov, will he be amnestied in the offseason now? Because Steve Mason will be cheaper. Well, I have kind of felt that uh, – I have felt for some time, uh, regardless of whether they had the goalie uh, situation addressed or not. And I'm not sure that Mason fully addresses the goalie situation. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I have felt all along that they were going to probably uh, amnesty Ambrose Gallup. And I think that that's going to be the case uh, <laughs> this year. I really do. Absolutely. All right, another big deal, too. Uh, Jason Pominville leaving uh, the yeah. Buffalo Sabres with a fourth-round pick for uh, Matt Hackett, Johan Larson, a first and a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. Not Okay, well, Sabres lose Jason Pominville, a phenomenal player. But at the same time, they get back two very, very promising prospects on top of a first and second-round draft pick, Mike. Right. This is a win-win for both teams. Uh, I suppose you could think it that way. Uh, I Buffalo is now going to rebuild. Well, Buffalo's been rebuilding now for how many years? Uh, not, you know what? Not when you stick to players too long, man. Um, it, it's a good move for the Wild. Um, and I think it, uh, uh, it certainly indicates that they're serious about their playoff run. Yeah, they are. They are. And you know what? You add Jason Pominville to the guys that they acquired in the offseason of Zach Parisi and Ryan Sutter. Exactly. They look like a powerhouse team now. All they of a certainly you know. do. You know. They certainly do. Nobody, oh, well, you're going to sign Sutter and you're going to sign uh, Parisi. You know, you're not going to have anybody else on this team. Well, guess what? They now have Jason Palmenville. I mean, yes, it cost them four very, very, you know, you know, 
big pieces, but they had to make this move. Good. I think it's a good move for the Wild. I really do. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of uh, might say some people might say it's a bit pricey. It, it is. It is pricey. It is pricey for the Wild. Uh, Matt Hack and Johan Larson were probably the two, you know, two of their best prospects, if not the two best prospects. Um, to get rid of a goalie prospect like Matt Hackett is, uh, you know, tough. You know, real tough. But I guess they're uh, hoping Ryan Miller uh, has a bunch of years left in him. So, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of smaller moves here: Blake Como leaving the Flames, going to the Blue Jackets. Rafi Torres uh, leaving Coyotes and going to the Sharks. Colorado trained defenseman Ryan O'Byrne to the Maple Leafs. Um, why, and, and I don't know why, but Bruins, and uh, John Leary's in the room right now, so this is why I'm saying it, acquiring Wade Redden. Devils, getting back Steve Sullivan, Mike, the guy that they drafted in 1994. Yes. How cool is that, man, full circle? Well, uh, we'll, see, we'll see how that works out for them. <laughs> this, now, this is what I would like to know, a trade that really just boggled my mind here. Uh, Capitals traded prospect uh, Philippe Forsberg. To the Predators for Martin Erat. Okay, yeah, right, right. Don't know why. Can't see why. But they made the deal, and I think that's going to uh, come back to haunt them in the future. Well, there might have been something there that they know that nobody else does. Uh, well, the know what they got now in Philip Forsberg, and they're happy as can be. Well, listen, I don't know if that's uh, – when you take a look at the standings, Jonathan, that's not a situation – where I think necessarily Washington saying, oh, we got to have this uh, for our playoff run. Yeah. So uh, you got to think that perhaps maybe there's something else underlying motive going on there. I really do not know what the motive is, but it's uh, not being met with uh, praise at all, Mike. Okay. Side of the uh, pipe, so. See what happens there. Uh, let's go into a little bit of an NHL update right now, Mike. Um, out in the Eastern Conference, Pittsburgh, first place still, led uh, trailed by Montreal, Washington. The playoff start today, Mike, it would be Rangers-Pittsburgh, Montreal Islanders, Toronto-Washington, and Boston-Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Out in the West, if the playoff started today, you would have St. Louis versus the Blackhawks, Red Wings-Ducks, canucks Wild. And the Sharks-Kings. Let me tell you, that Canucks-Wild game, after them getting Pominville, it's going to be an interesting series. Uh, agreed. I think Los Angeles-San Jose could be very, very fascinating. Although with uh, Roberto Wongo's uh, comments in his press conference on Wednesday. Yeah. Got to wonder if his head's going to be into it now. Uh, Pittsburgh Rangers, uh, where are you going there, uh, Jonathan? It's, listen, man, after these trades, it's 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 a new game of hockey, man. You know? Uh, really, Pittsburgh... You know, it really depends on what to do. Pittsburgh got older and slower with the trades of Aguinola and Morrow. And, of course, now with Crosby out, who knows when he'll be out, uh, you know, be back. Um, and at the same time, the Rangers get younger and faster. They really had no answer for the Rangers on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a one-time thing? I hope not. We're going to find out tonight because they are in Pittsburgh. If the Rangers could duplicate what they did on Wednesday night – in Pittsburgh against the Penguins and walk away with a win here, whether it's a 6-1 win again or whether it's even a 2-1 win or even a 3-2 win, that's going to speak volume. Yeah, you've got uh, – I saw that this morning. I, I didn't realize what the schedule was. But you've got you've got Pittsburgh again. Yes. So um, uh, you're right. That could be rather, rather interesting. Yeah. Uh, FYI, Jonathan, I, and I thought I saw this last night, yeah, of course – as you as you know, I was up uh, late, very late into the morning, working on this week's edition of Five Minutes at the uh, Frat House. Uh, Penguins GM, according to SI, uh, my computer's giving me a hassle here. Uh, according to SI from last night, this came out uh, late last evening. Penguins GM reports uh, Sidney Crosby potentially out for the season with concussion symptoms. Yes. I did hear that, but didn't that report come from uh, Philadelphia's own uh, Howard Eskin? Uh, this is coming from – no, it did not. No, it did not. <laughs> Jeez. There you go. All right. Thank you very much. Actually, I see Bob McKenzie from uh, TSN okay. uh, being cited in here. Big loss. Uh, Big loss. 
so just to give you an update on that, I mean, that's that's. I, I thought I read that late last night, and I just wanted to make sure, and I just found it. Yeah. Like I said, listen, Penguins got two phenomenal players in uh, Jerome McGinley and Brendan Morrow, but they're not Sidney Crosby. So Older and slower, Mike. Remember what yeah, I said. You got Malkin over there, too. No, Malkin, yeah, but you know what? Malkin can't do it by himself, man. Oh, you know? uh, I, uh, listen, I don't know about that, Jonathan. He did pretty damn well by himself uh, last year without uh, Sidney Crosby. Yeah, and they didn't win the cup, right? Oh. It's all about winning the cup, Mike. That's all that matters, man. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Penguins here, too, because this came out today. Really cool story. Uh, Penguins player Tanner Glass was number 10. When they acquired Brendan Morrow, you know, he gave his number 10 to Brendan Morrow because that was his number. And uh, now Tanner Glass is number 15. So Tanner Glass sent out a tweet saying, any Pens fans with Glass number 10 jerseys that want to switch to the 15, head to console Pens gear, and I'll pay for the switch. The first 15 are on me. <laughs> That's really cool of him. It's, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. And I got to tell you, Jonathan, when you sent this over to me this morning, the first thing I thought to myself was, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to tweet this article over to Andrew Bynum. Because I think that man ought to repay everybody that bought a Bynum jersey. Well, I think uh, 15 jerseys is a little bit more affordable than how many million? <laughs> Listen, if there, were, if there were millions of people in Philadelphia that bought an Andrew Bynum jersey, that, that they, they are just fools. And we're, wow, talk about drinking the Kool-Aid. That's ridiculous. If I skin Andrew Bynum jersey, I think I'd want to slap somebody for even attempting to buy it. Uh, but that's what I want to do. I'm really seriously thinking of tweeting it over to him. You should. You should. Tell him to take some pointers from an NHL player. Absolutely. You... Yeah. <laughs> but, right, but it's a great move. It's a great move, and it's, uh, uh, it's a class move, dude. It really is. It's a class move. Yes, it really was. Guess what, Mike? It's our final two categories here. On we got it, man. We got it. And uh, we're going to go with our football movie category, and we're going to see which movie won between Any Given Sunday, Brian's Song, Jerry Maguire, Newt Rockney, All-American, Little Giants, Remember the Titans, and Rudy. You ready? Let me check. Go right ahead. Remember the Titans. Yep. It was a very, very, very close poll. Uh, voting was very close, and it edged out Rudy by only three votes. Which I was kind of glad about. <laughs> yeah, I was too. Rudy is the runner-up. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I was a little bit surprised that it was as close as it was. I will say I was very surprised that any given Sunday – did not get near as many votes as it did. It came in, what, we got, remember the Titans? Rudy came in second, and third was Brian's song. Yes, third was Brian's song. Uh, any given Sunday came in uh, came in fourth. I'm shocked that didn't get any more votes than it did. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, but. So am I, but there, okay, there you have it. So but of course, Newt Rock, the All-American, no votes, because people suck. Well, I, oh, again, I think that's... Movies. I think that's a situation, though, Jonathan, where, where it just doesn't have the recognition. I think that's really what it is. You know, listen, make no mistake, that movie had a heck of a lot of recognition uh, about 25, I guess, 30 years ago, uh, back when Ronald Reagan was in office. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it kind of, you know, after after that era, it kind of fell off the uh, face of the earth again. Yeah, unfortunately, because it's a phenomenal movie, man. Phenomenal, phenomenal football movie, man. People uh, really need to uh, watch it if they've never seen it before. All right, Mike. It's baseball time. Baseball. baseball. This was probably the closest voting that we've had in all the categories. Well, besides other. Well, it was spread out. Let's put it that way. Yes, it was spread out. A lot of the votes were spread out. Every single movie was voted on by at least somebody. And... um, here were the movies. We had A League of Their Own, the original Bear News Bears with Walter Matthau. I made sure I have to put that out there because if you think it's the new one, you're out of your damn mind. Bull Durham, Eight Men Out, Field of Dreams, The Natural, Pride of the Yankees, and Sandlot. It's time to announce our winner, Mike. I'm waiting. 
Nothing is more American than the Sandlot. Incredible. I was so shocked. I Field really Street, thought... It was the runner-up. I really thought Field of Dreams was going to run away with this. I honestly thought, when I was looking at the beginning voting, that the natural was going to take it. And then all of a sudden, the explosion of votes came in for the Sandlot, Mike. I know. I know. You think the Sandlot was voted on for the reasons why I told you. It was just... It, it, it defined why baseball is America's favorite pastime. Yep. You know, yep. it really was. It, it, Sandlot is all about baseball and apple pie, man. You know what I mean? There's nothing more American than that thing. You know, playing in a little park, kids playing baseball, there really is nothing more American than that. Right, right. Oh. So it was the Sandlot came in. First Field of Dreams was second. The Natural was right behind Field of Dreams in third. And then really right behind that was the League of Their Own. Yeah, yeah, League of Their Own. And uh, in last place, getting the least votes, unfortunately, it was Pride of the Yankees. And again, that goes back to the whole Newt Rockney thing. I think that that's, you know, the older films not getting the kind of recognition yep. that one would think. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this is what we're going to do now. The six winners were announced, but which of these six movies is the all-time greatest sports movie and most memorable movie that you've seen. And that's going to be up on FradHouseSports.net as The Sandlot, Remember the Titans, Hoosiers, Slapshot, Rocky, and The Karate Kid all take on each other for the title of Fan Junkies Radio, Best Sports Movie Ever. Yep. Mike, you know what? Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Should we do a consolation prize for our runners-up? Uh, and Should we I... do a poll to see... Which is the best movie out of the runners-up? Oh, well, we can do that. I can go through the runners-up, yeah. We can Why do not? That. Why what not? The, right? I mean, make it, you want to make that, what was the second best movie ever made? <laughs> oh, because I think, uh, you know, the voting for the winners would really. But All right, I, we, can, no, we can do a runner-up we'll runner runner poll. Yeah, because listen, you got Field of Dreams, Rudy, Coach Carter, Miracle, Raging Bull, and I don't know why, but cool, I liked it, but Cool Runnings. Right. It was uh, was uh, voted in second on the other category. Okay. So we will get those up. I will have them up. Like I said, I'm, I, if I can't get it up by uh, later today, it'll certainly be first thing in the morning. Yes, and we will pimp it out as best as we can to everybody. It will be over on FridayHouseSports.net by tomorrow and FanJunkies.net as well. Also on our Twitter at FanJunkiesNet. So. Make sure you get over there and vote because we will announce them next Friday. Yep. Just like we did today. Great stuff, man. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, well, that's it for our show. We have to make the announcement here, though, that Frat House Saturdays right here on Fan Junkies Radio will be airing tomorrow and from then on until September at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. 1 p.m., yes. Because I think like keep it three. Yeah, my thinking there, Jonathan, was that, you know, we got the longer days, we've got the nicer days, and uh, I, I was just thinking that perhaps maybe 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, you know, more people are going to be out and about, and, uh, you know, heck, why, why don't we get an earlier start on it? So, 1 o'clock now for our, what I would call our summertime hours. Yes, absolutely. It's time to get into the summertime hours, and Mike, we'll be listening to Friday. Well, I can't listen to Friday. I'm not going to be here all day tomorrow, unfortunately. That's all right. That's all right. Trust no, me, no, I'd you, rather you, be here. The fact of the matter is you can listen to it anytime because all of our shows are archived. Exactly. I might have to listen to a live with a headphone stuck in my head and hidden. So. There, now, I know exactly what you're doing tomorrow, and that might be the thing that you uh, you would want to do. That's right. I start cursing and saying, you son of Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But anyway, that's it for today's show. Make sure you listen in to uh, Frat House Sports tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern time with our very own Mike McShane. We want to thank everybody for tuning in, and we want to thank everybody for voting on our Best Movies poll. Make sure you find the polls tomorrow to see who wins between the six movies that were chosen today, and that will be on FridayHouseSports.net and FanJunkies.net sometime tomorrow. We will, though, let you know on Monday where you can find it if you are having trouble finding it, so you can also tune into Monday's show as well. Yep. So anyway... We want everybody to go out and enjoy a fabulous weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful here on the East Coast, and I'm sure West Coast, as always. So for Mike McShane, I'm Jonathan Ragus. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you all tomorrow for Frat House Saturday. Catch you then.
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.